You are listening to the Anna Brandt Podcast for the year 2021. Anna Brandt has been a professional photographer for over 20 years and has taught worldwide in over 32 countries. She took a break from podcasting this past year, but she is back now better than ever ready to inspire and motivate you. My name is Ava Brandt, and I'm happy to welcome you to my mom's podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. In this podcast, we're going to talk about work-life balance. People always want to know, how can you build a business and raise children at the same time? Can you do both at the same time? And and can you be effective at both? Something's got to go, right? People look at my life now and they wonder how I do it all while raising children. But you have to understand that it was over a process. It was over years. Right now, my children are 16, 18, and my son just turned 21. When they were zero, two, and four, I wasn't traveling the world. When they were three, five, and seven, I wasn't on international trips. I wasn't doing any of those things. I built my business very slowly, one client at a time. When I was pregnant with Evan, I was living in a 1600 square foot condo in Huntington Beach. I didn't have a studio. I didn't have any equipment. All I had was my camera and natural light. I don't even think I owned a diffuser at that time. I was marketing my work and I started to shoot child models when I came from New York to California. I only worked in available light and I only worked where I could. That would mean that I would shoot in my living room floor, on the terrace outside of my condo. Below my condo, we had a little park area. It would also mean that when he was born, I would only work during nap time or I would take him with me. I didn't have a babysitter. I didn't have a nanny. I was new to California and I didn't know anybody except the man that I married. I also didn't want to just leave my child with somebody. As a first-time mom, I had a really hard time letting anyone babysit him. I remember when I interviewed my first kind of helper assistant, I think I spent a whole hour lecturing her about I didn't want my baby to be injured in any way at the hands of somebody else. I was very worried about leaving him for any length of time. I was so worried I would watch Dateline all the time and I would watch how children would drown or they would be run over and I just could never understand it. So much so that I put him in the water at three months. By 10 months, we had him in swimming lessons and he was floating on his back at one year. I had no idea that years later, he would love the water so much that he would join the junior guards program and ended up being a lifeguard. And he now surfs after he was a lifeguard for many, many years. I was very protective of all of my children and I didn't want to have children to immediately give them up and put them in daycare or have somebody else watch them. Now, when I say that, that doesn't mean that I'm judging anybody else. There are some people that they have no choice but to put their children in daycare or to have a nanny. And I do believe that all those places can be amazing. I think that, you know, daycares and preschools and nannies can all be super positive in a child's life. What you need to understand, whether you're building a business, returning to a business, starting a new adventure, whatever you're doing that takes you away from parenting, is that you need to find a way to balance and set aside the time and the schedule for what's going to work for everybody involved. That's going to change as the baby changes. When Evan was a baby, he would sleep a lot. So when he was sleeping, I could take pictures. And I would put him in the crib and I could go in my living room and do a photo session while he was having a nap. Of course, as he got older, that became harder and harder. He did go to preschool at two and a half. Once he went to preschool, 
He was only gone a few hours in the morning. I think it was like 8.30 to 12.30. It didn't leave me a whole lot of time to do anything, but I had just enough time to get him to preschool, go do one photo session and get back in time to get him home, feed him and get him down for a nap. While he was napping, I would be able to sort through negatives and files and work on my business. Once he was awake, I needed to pay attention to him. So I would make sure that I would do all the things that I needed to do, laundry, feeding, playtime, etc. But I also took him on many field trips. If I was going to go shoot or do a test location, I would take him with me. If I was going to go pick up film, these were during my film days, he would go with me and I would put him on the counter and he would sit there. And it's interesting because recently this past year, he went into the same photo lab that I went to from the minute I was pregnant with him. And they looked at him and they said, Evan, we remember when you were in your mom's tummy. We remember when you used to sit on the counter and now here you are a grown man at 21 coming in to purchase your own equipment. So it's super fun as a mother to see my children have grown up in this business. I've also met amazing connections around the world, but also feel so comfortable in my world that it's just a second home for them. Some of my clients know my children just as much as their own. They've watched them grow into this business. When I decided to become a professional photographer, I didn't say, well, I was going to do that after I became a mother. Or I, I, I didn't sit there and say, well, I can only do one photo session here, or one photo session there. I really didn't have any plan. I wanted to be a mother more than anything. So the plan was, I'm going to have children. How I was going to do work, life, and balance, I had no idea. I was going to play it by ear. But I do know that some things really work, like, for example, having a schedule. A lot of times when you're just having a baby, you're so overwhelmed. So those first four or five, six weeks are so overwhelming that trying to do any kind of a schedule is impossible. You don't even know what day of the week it is. But as the children get older and they start getting in their sleep schedules and feeding schedule, that's when you sit down and do a schedule. And you say, okay, if my baby sleeps till nine, maybe I get up at six or seven and have a quiet hour or two in the morning to get things done before the baby wakes and then spend time with your child or children. And then once they nap or once they're occupied, set aside that time to do things. So for example, I would pick activities such as location scouting, such as going to the lab, such as hanging out in the park with my children, where I could give them undivided attention. The times that I needed to focus on my business whether it was filing or marketing, I would do during nap time or when they were sleeping or when they were occupied with a play date as they got older. I wouldn't do it when they were tugging at my shirt asking for dinner. I wouldn't do it when I knew it was a peak time of the day where they needed play time. And I think that's the struggle where, you know, parents think, oh, I have so much to do. And so it could be at random times of the day, you go to sit down and edit and the child is looking at you and they're wanting your attention. So what happens is your child feels like, oh, I only see my mommy's back or my daddy's back because they're always on the computer and they never get to spend any time with you. So what you need to do is sit down and do a schedule. And as your children get older, they'll understand that schedule. When my children were little, what I would do is when they would go to school and when they'd be home, I would, I would only pick one or two nights a week that would be late nights. That would mean I could take bookings till eight and their dad would watch them. And so that would mean I, maybe I'd stay at the studio till seven or eight. But I would only do that once or twice a week during my very busy times. So that would only be a couple months of the year. The rest of the year, I was usually done with my day by the time school pickup began. So once they were in school, the minute I dropped them off at school from 8.30 to 3, it was go time. 
I would get as much work done as I humanly possibly could so that when I picked them up for school and I brought them home, I could dedicate the rest of the night to them. Now, did that mean I didn't work again? Of course not. But I could pick them up from school, hear about their day, get them a snack, prepare dinner, work on laundry, and just give them dedicated time. Later, after dinner, when they're in their rooms, when they're reading, when they're watching TV, and they're not needing me, that's a good time to edit or work on marketing. So I would always try to find times where I felt that they were occupied and they didn't need me to do my work at home. The times that I felt like they really needed me, they needed my attention, they needed help with homework, they needed story time, they needed a bath time, that wasn't a time for me to edit. I wouldn't say, okay, mommy needs to work now. I would say, I need to spend this time with my children. So sitting down and making a schedule, I think is an absolute must. When they're babies, they're not going to understand the schedule, but you'll understand it. Also, having days where you're not supposed to be anywhere is super important. As my children became a little bit older, I started taking off Mondays. I had already taken off Sundays, but I started taking off Mondays. And I started making my work week a four-day work week. And that way, four days of the week, I had to be somewhere. But many times there were three days that I would have a three-day weekend and I could be home in my pajamas the entire weekend. Did that mean that I didn't work at all? Of course I did, but I would balance it with making sure that I had attention for my children as well as working. You simply can't just ignore your whole family at home and spend every second working because no one's going to want to be around you. Your job as a parent and just as a role model for an entrepreneur, something, someone who's working and trying to set life goals is super important to model correct behavior. And children will act out if they feel like you're, they're not getting your undivided attention. Now, is any of this easy? No, it's not easy. Nothing is easy. Parenting isn't easy. Running a business isn't easy. There's nothing easy about any of it. But if you have a true passion for your work and your calling, and you also have a true passion and love for your children, you have no choice but to find a way to balance both. So you need to sit down and maybe the schedule changes every single week. Now my kids are older. We have calendars. They can see at any given moment on Life360 where I am. They can check my calendar, see what kind of a session I have. I let them know when I need help. They come and work at the studio. You know, it's a true partnership and collaboration. But there are times where they say, Mom, I just need you. Mom, I need you to attend, you know, whether it's a dance recital or an activity or, you know, we go to the nail salon together or, you know, have dinners together. You need to set aside time for the people in your life. Is work-life balance achievable? Yes. Can you be perfect at everything all the time? No. I don't think I can be a perfect mother and a perfect photographer at the same time. There are days I'm going to be a great mom and a lousy photographer. And there are days that I'm going to be a great photographer and a lousy mom. But I'm the first one to apologize. I'm the first one to try to make it better. I'm the first one to try to say, okay, this didn't work. What can I do differently? I remember when my kids were little and the morning routine was such a struggle, but preparing for lunches and then what are we going to wear? And, you know, it's a lot of stress trying to get everything done in the morning. So we decided we would get them done at night so we didn't have to think about the morning. So my daughter, Olivia, we would call it flat Olivia. You know, the flat Stanley where it's like a paper cutout and you fold them up and mail them to people and he travels around the world. Well, flat Olivia is she would lay her clothes out on the floor the night before, right down to the sneakers. I could walk into her room at bedtime and, and there would be the jewelry, there would be her shirt, her pants, and 
you know, even when she was in, in private school in a uniform, she would lay out her uniform because they would have red shirt day on a particular day or blue shirt day in another day. By laying it out the night before in the morning, she could just get dressed. Even now at 16 and 18, they'll pick their clothes out the night before. Doesn't mean they're not going to change their mind in the morning, but if they do, I guarantee you they're going to be running to the car trying to get to school. So they know it's better to just take a minute, pack the backpack at night, leave it by the door, pull out the clothes, because in the morning, surely you're going to forget something. And so now we all kind of get in a routine, whether we're traveling or we're packing or we're doing something, we try to do it ahead of time. We try to do it the night before. We try to make notes because if we don't and we're scrambling, sure enough, we are going to forget something. So all of my kids know, they know to make notes. They know to prepare ahead of time. Does that mean we don't forget things? We do every single trip. But the more I can try to prepare myself the night before, the more they can do as well. And kids need this coaching. They need to know how to prep for the day. They need to know how to be prepared. And the best way they can learn is by us modeling that behavior. So all I can tell you is that when you're building a business and trying to raise children at the same time, a couple of things to keep in mind. Number one, it's going to vary depending upon your kids' ages. A schedule with a newborn is completely different with a two-year-old. It's completely different with a four-year-old. It's completely different than an eight-year-old and a 15-year-old, especially when you add activities and school sports and rehearsals. Oh my goodness, I can't tell you how many hours I spent watching dance recitals. How am I going to get everything done and you know, watch six hours of, of dance recitals, which is super important just like editing photos for my client is super important. You have to set realistic expectations for your clients and for your children. And if I can't do something with my kids one day, I'll say, okay, I can't do this today, but I can do it tomorrow. I can't go here now, but I can do it the next day. And constantly making sure that you're checking in with the people you love, setting expectations, setting boundaries, working seven days a week and saying yes to every single job is probably not ideal understanding what you can do and when is important to say no to a job to be home with your family. Understanding it's going to change as your kids grow and as your needs change and as your business changes. I think at the end of the day, the only other thing I would want to say about this topic is to make sure that you get help and delegate. You're not meant to do everything yourselves. It's okay to get someone to help with laundry or to order in dinner. You don't have to cook every single meal. It's okay to have someone help watch your children. It's okay to bring somebody in to help with your editing. You're not meant to do every single task in your life by yourself. Get some help. Sit down and write down all the things that only you can do. Then make another list of things that you can delegate that somebody else is more than capable of doing. And then start trying to find help. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, Anna, I'm a control freak. No one does it better than me. And I completely agree with you. If I had five of me, I would be perfectly content but that's not always the case. So find someone who can help you start building your team so that you can do the work that you're called to do. My name is Anna Brand. Thanks for listening. Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrant.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrantEducation.com.